I'm Colleen Shaddix for the Connecticut Health Investigative Team, and this is The Workup, an occasional series of podcasts exploring health issues that concern you. Today, we're talking about kids, migraines, and the difficulty they sometimes have getting taken seriously. For me, it's never the same pain. Sometimes it's burning. Other times it's throbbing. Um, Other times it's just a constant pain. That's Bridget Araldi, a senior at Wilton High School, describing the migraines that she began having two years ago. The unfortunate thing is there's no rhyme or reason to them, so I never really know when to expect them, how to cope with them. There's nothing that makes me feel better from them. So sometimes they just come on and I have to deal with them. 10 to 12 percent of American children get migraines. New research indicates that the majority of them don't get proper treatment. Bridget missed 70 days her sophomore year. It's heartbreaking. Her mother, Rosemary Kerwer, took Bridget to doctor after doctor looking for help. They went to 57 appointments, not counting ER visits, Bridget's sophomore year. Bridget would come down to me many nights and say that her head felt like it was on fire. And that would be at about midnight, and I would just have to, for two hours, put cold cloths on her. And I read her um, children's stories that I had kept because her concentration level was so tentative. It's very heartbreaking. Neurologist Jennifer Worley is Associate Medical Director for the New England Institute for Neurology and Headache in Stamford. I've seen kids that have suffered from when they were four or five years old come to see us at age 10, 11. Like every doctor interviewed for this story, she says that kids with headaches are too often dismissed. I think that the challenge with kids is that oftentimes when they do have complaints, we don't take them particularly seriously or don't listen to them. We think it's a way to get out of school or maybe get out of a sporting event. Where migraine clearly affects children and if treated appropriately, they can do very, very well. At 15, Bridget suffered her first concussion when she took a soccer ball to the back of the head. She'd have two more concussions within a year. Concussion and migraine often go hand in hand for athletes. Most of the attention gets focused on high school football, where players are at twice the risk of migraine as their peers, but concussions are increasing among high school soccer players, with girls getting injured at much higher rates than boys. What can happen after a concussion is you can develop headaches, and they can exacerbate someone with a pre-existing headache condition. So it's becoming very common. I see patients every day with this particular issue. And it works in both directions, right? If you're a migraine sufferer, you're more likely to get a concussion. Correct. If you're a migraine sufferer, your brain is a little bit more sensitive to head trauma, meaning when you endure any sort of head trauma, it could make your symptoms really nasty, maybe more so than someone who experiences the same amount of trauma without a pre-existing migraine diagnosis. These injuries take young athletes out of the game, sometimes permanently. For a passionate player like Bridget, that's a real loss. It actually really put me into a pretty bad depression just because for me, soccer was the one thing that I really felt good at. And I also had to give up my friends from soccer. It's a premier league, so they come from all over. I used to keep in contact with them, but it's kind of just hard when you don't see them. So I kind of lost like a second family, kind of. 
Bridget is now on a medicine that's controlling but not eliminating her headaches. Her current neurologist, Peter McAllister, told her that she could return to soccer if she refrained from heading the ball. For Bridget, both the compromise and the risk were unacceptable. Migraine has been with us since antiquity. It's more diagnosed now than it was 20 years ago. Dr. McAllister, medical director of the New England Institute for Neurology and Headache, is involved in research to find better drugs for young migraine sufferers. But often, patients need to make major lifestyle changes, too. We have much more electronics and much more multitasking, and there's much more emphasis placed on kids um, doing more AP work and honors work and getting into the perfect college. And, and these stressors trigger, again, when you have a biopsychosocial disease, and stressors can trigger it, that can make the difference between a handful of headaches a year or 8 or 10 or 20 per month. And so sometimes we have to have these kids pull back a little bit. Uh, one of the things we do is, you know, you're not allowed to have your iPhone in your bedroom at night. That has to get parked downstairs. You have to get enough sleep. I know kids who don't stay up for fun, but they stay up because they've got hours and hours of homework to do. Right. We're in Fairfield County, and you tell kids that they shouldn't take AP courses. Huh? How's that go over? Well, not only kids, but as you would imagine, um, some of their parents need a bit of re-education, too. We spend a lot of time saying that, you know, in, in, in this case, we've identified stressors, particularly school, as a major driver of headaches, and we can work on that, but sometimes we have to make big adjustments. You know, in my adults, I say sometimes you can throw all the medicines you want at someone, but they need a jobectomy or a husbandectomy, et cetera. And sometimes you have to make some big changes uh, in a child's life to decrease their stressors, to get them exercising, to change their diet, to get them drinking water, to, to get them to do meditation or biofeedback, to put them on the right medicines. And, you know, you can really turn a life around. You can make these kids who are missing, you know, again, these 40, 60 days a year of school, you can get them back to school and get them happy. Three weeks into her senior year, Bridget has yet to have a sick day. She's focused on her college applications. She worries that headaches lowered her GPA and took away athletics. But her entrance essay is going to dwell not on what headaches cost her, but what she's gained. Honestly, I have learned, not to sound cheesy, but that I'm actually a lot more than I thought I was. I always knew I was a really good soccer player, and that's kind of who I was. I was an athlete, and I was competitive, and I was driven and talented and after uh, my sophomore year when I was when I was in a really bad depression I really just kind of brought myself out of it um, it was almost just overnight that I decided I can't like wallow in my agony anymore I have to get out of this that really showed my strength I think I did learn more about myself I think than I would have I discovered new things that I like, that I'm able to do. Um, I have a job now. I'm working two days a week, every week. I love my job. I found a passion in cooking and baking. I found a passion in law and the legal system, and I really hope to be a lawyer one day. So there's things that I've been able to explore that maybe I wouldn't have been able to find out if I had kept playing soccer and, wouldn't, and didn't get my three concussions. Bridget's headaches have also been a lesson in empathy. Concussions are really serious, and headaches are really serious, and I just hope that if anyone ever encounters someone with a concussion or with migraines, that they don't doubt their pain. 
because it's happened to me. People have doubted my pain. And before I got my concussions, I doubted people's pain. You know, I had teammates who I saw fall and then they had a concussion and I really thought, come on, I, you know, I saw you fall. I'm sure it's not that bad, but it affects people in different ways. And so I just really hope that people understand concussions more and headaches more and just treat people with more respect who do suffer from headaches and just more compassion. I'm Colleen Shaddix. The Workup is a production of the Connecticut Health Investigative Team. To read more about this and other stories, visit us at c-hit.org.